0: hello and welcome to feed play love and this episode of helpline for those of you who are joining us on facebook live i seem to be constantly moving about so last week I was in my shed and this week I'm in my bedroom because our shed has a tin roof and I live in Sydney so it is raining like nothing else and you can't hear a thing so here I am in my bedroom um which increases the chances of having a child or spouse or possibly even a dog interrupt me and um so I do apologize if that happens but we are in lockdown as uh what is it? Week nine? I can't remember. But joining us now is our baby sleep expert, Joe Ryan. She's here to answer all your questions to help you, whether it is getting your baby to sleep or your toddler to um, I was gonna say getting your toddler to stop throwing food, but we don't expect miracles. We just <laughs> we just Joe provides guidance, don't you, Joe? <laughs> you can't.
1: I try,
0: I try. I yeah. <laughs> try. So there are a number of ways you can ask your questions of Joe. If you'd like to um, and you've joined us by Facebook, you can pop your questions in the comments below. Uh, if you're listening to us via the podcast, you can email us at helpline at au, and we will get to your questions next week. We also have a Helpline group in the Facebook, um, in the Facebook, it's like it's an actual book uh, on Facebook on the Babyology page so you can post your questions there. I don't know how many times I can use the excuse of lockdown brain, but I'm going to I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Joe, yeah. how are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm very well, thank you. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, Let's start with a question we have from Mia. She says, hi, Joe and Chev. I'm hoping you can help. My just two-year-old has recently dropped his day nap, and he usually sleeps from about 8 p.m. till 6 a.m., if we're lucky. For the last few days, he's been waking up at an ungodly 3.15 a.m., and I've really struggled to get him back to sleep. Once he's awake, it takes us at least an hour. Why is he doing this?
1: Hmm. So it kind of is a bit counterintuitive, but when toddlers, babies and toddlers are overtired and he would be slightly more tired at bedtime because he's dropped his day nap. So he's lost that whole hour and a half, two hours or however long he was sleeping. Um, so he's shortened his amount of sleep that he's getting in that 24-hour period. So, yeah, they tend to, they shorten their nights and they can wake in those early hours of the morning and it is really, really tricky to get them back to sleep. So you say he's going to bed at 8 p.m. I would recommend bringing bedtime back just until he copes a little bit better and gets used to it. And anyway, sort of 7 p.m. is a much better time for you know, young children to go to bed, you know, as well, it just works better because they get their deepest sleep of the night in those evening hours before midnight. So we want to maximize the amount of sleep he's getting in those hours because then that's the really restful sleep. The next morning, when he does wake up to start his day, he won't be tired either. And with toddlers, we all know that when they're tired, their behavior just gets a bit um, challenging. I guess we'd say. (laughs) such a
0: diplomatic word joe (laughs) challenging
1: so um yeah i would recommend that you put him to bed at like seven have him asleep by seven if you can and hopefully that will help with those early hours of the morning if he does still continue to wake then try to keep him in the bed soothe him pat him stroke his little back but don't get him out until it's an acceptable hour of the morning. Hopefully he will go back to sleep. I mean, 3.45 is very early to be lasting until sort of six or 6.30 and getting up and starting a day. So I would just push through until he goes back to sleep, even if it is close to six and then let him sleep till maybe seven, 7.30 and then get him up to start his day. And then the next day I would again put him down, have him asleep by
0: seven and maybe continue to do that for the foreseeable future. We have a question from Christine on Facebook. She says, I have a three-year-old toddler. She's always co slept with me. How do I transition her into her own bed? Okay, so, yeah, I mean, look, three
1: years of co-sleeping is a long time. So we need to do it gradually. You'll need to do it gently and gradually. So um, you could start by putting a mattress on the floor in your room and having her sleep beside your bed you know and in your room then and, you know obviously this is over a period of weeks you know you might have to lie there for a bit but then you might be able to get into your own bed you know hopefully you can talk to her being three it's they're a little easier to kind of rationalize with or talk to negotiate with a little bit um, and then you could move the bed the mattress into her room and she sleeps in your bed I mean, in her bed, you sleep on the mattress or at least sit on the mattress for a bit, you know, and then go back to your own bed and sort of do a gradual kind of getting her out of your room. I mean, it might not take too long and you might need to, you might you could, you might be able to skip that second step and she might just want to go into her bed. I mean, obviously talking the bed up in her own room and her own space is always good too, creating it so that she's involved with that. So it's a space that she wants to be in. You know, it's a bed she wants to be in. So it's got nice sheets and her, her dollies or her toys or whatever it might be are there, you know, and talk about it a bit before you start it. So it's in her mind, it's something to look forward to as well. But yeah, just gentle process. And once you start, you really need to keep moving forward. Okay? Stay the course. No back. Yeah, stay the course because that otherwise is confusing and things, the wheels can fall off terribly if you do that. For, yeah.
0: Now obviously Christine is is thinking about this now but if it wasn't any urgency and she's just wondering when she'll get into her own bed um yeah. do you ever see with children that have co-slept for you know for the most of their lives do you ever see they get to an age where they're like oh no bugger this I want my own space now Totally. Totally. They do. And, and often, you know, for some kids, it can
1: be at three and they're like, they've got their new bed and they want to go into their new room. And for some kids, it might be eight or nine when they're just like, that's enough. Now I see my, my friends are sleeping in their own space. You know, kids want to be like their peers. So often that might trigger that, oh, I want to go into my own space generally most kids at some point you know they're not going to be 18 and wanting to sleep with you hopefully you know (laughs) so
0: that would be awkward
1: um, they will um you know want to have their own room you know we you don't remember what it's like as a preteen, pubescent or teenager. you you know you want your privacy you know so 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 it will happen absolutely but you know some kids are just ready to do it on their own sooner rather than later but you can certainly encourage them to do it gently yeah
0: yeah good luck christine this question comes from ben he says hi joe i'm hoping you can help our 18 month old has been resisting her midday nap lately when i take her out on the weekends she might fall asleep in the car on the way back from an outing but if we're at home she just flights fights this nap to the point where I think that maybe she's ready to drop the nap and we should just bring her bedtime up earlier. My wife says our daughter absolutely still needs a nap at her age. What do you think? Well, I agree with
1: your wife, Ben. Sorry.
0: Um, (laughs) Me too. Yeah,
1: 18 months is way too early and you've got to hang on to that nap for as long as you possibly can, okay? So maybe just playing a little bit with the routine might help things. So midday might be a bit early, you know, for her to go down. She might not be quite tired enough being 18 months. I mean, I'm not sure what time she wakes up. But, you know, so I would start to push it out, like keep her up for another hour, put her down at 1 and see how that goes you know see see if the her amount of time that she's sort of flailing about and playing reduces even push it out to 30. you know obviously you don't want it too late in the afternoon because that can affect bedtime but you know i would have her up by sort of 3:30 at the latest you know so even if she's going to bed at 2:30 she could have an hour up at 3:30 and then bedtime at sort of 7 so yeah i would just play with the routine a little bit because Obviously, it's not working for her anymore, that midday nap. Um, And that's always a good lesson for us. You know, when something's been working brilliantly and then it stops, it's a really good indication that your baby or your child's moved on and we haven't. We haven't picked up on that. So we need to change things a little bit. So, yeah, I would just play with the routine, push her out, keep her up a bit longer and see if that helps before abandoning altogether
0: (laughs) don't don't give it up this question comes from Vanessa on Facebook she says I have a five-year-old daughter who since she was born has found it hard to fall asleep at night now she's getting older it takes her about four hours to fall asleep she can't seem to shut off she gets very upset tossing and turning yelling out She's so tired it impacts her the next day. We do bath, reading and bed, so always in routine, but it's not working. I'm one tired mama. Yeah,
1: that that doesn't sound great, four hours to fall asleep. is terrible. And five-year-olds really need a lot of sleep. They're very busy, you know, they're out playing generally, you know, school or whatever. So, I mean, often little kids, girls particularly, I feel can sometimes be more on the, you know, earlier, be more on the kind of they get a bit anxious around bedtime, um, you know, and her mind might start whirling just like ours does, you know, when we're thinking about things, you know, and you've got to remember there's a lot going on in the world right now. You know, there's a lot of stuff that they're hearing, that they're seeing, that, you know, we might not think they're taking it on or taking it in, but in fact they are. And the ways of demonstrating that is when, you know, anxiety around bedtime Sleep being disrupted where it was normally not disrupted. They're really good indications that something's going on. So, you know, I'm a big fan of these meditations before bed. Um, Kindling
0: has these great, what are they called? they're called, no, I was about to jump in anyway. They're called um, yeah. bedtime explorers. And so explorers, they're really yeah. great. Yeah, because they have a story in them, Vanessa. And um, I've got to say, sorry if I'm interrupting there for you Joe. but um, Vanessa this really resonates with me because my daughter has always struggled to go to sleep same thing Um, she's nine now so she's much better but um, when she would have when she was around five I think um, Bedtime Explorers was really great I've started now she's older there's the Headspace app which I used to go to sleep and I kind Mm. of feel that um, it's taken me a while to realize that we, a lot of us find it hard to fall asleep. It's not something that is, is unusual, I think. We, some children get really tired, they go to sleep like you know lights out. Both my kids need something to listen to, like a podcast. There's lots of great podcasts out there. And I have found that um, with the Headspace app in particular, if I leave that, it's only nine minutes, but if I leave my daughter with that, she goes right off to sleep. And I know because that's what happens to me too, because, you know, they're really, they're really guiding you through that process of switching off your brain and yeah. relaxing. So I don't yeah. know if that would help, um, but I've, I've found think that's that that really helps.
1: Good. Yeah. And also, I think wearing headphones um, for me, I find just wearing a headphone kind of really helps me as well because it blocks out everything. You can't be distracted. Um, But also just maybe having a debrief at the end of the day as well, you know, can help sitting down, whether it be at dinner time or before bed and just having a little kind of 10, 15 minute chat about how she is, how she's feeling, you know, is there anything she wants to talk about, you know, and maybe just getting anything out can help, you know, um, as well. But having that sounds like you've got a good routine, you know, good sleep hygiene around bedtime. So root ritual routine is also really important. Um, you know, it's I would think it's just a matter of kind of trying to calm her mind a bit and getting a, you know, and just remain calm yourself. I know it's very frustrating, but, you know, you've just got to kind of they take their cues from us so just be calm yourself and just try to talk to her and you know name things are you feeling anxious you know do you want to talk about something did something you know bother you have you you know also just check what she's reading or watching as well before bed because sometimes that can really wind them up Um, Mm -hmm. nothing too spooky or scary or even kind of kids being nasty to other kids or dragons or anything like that you know some kids can sometimes just trigger something so yeah
0: just watch yeah. it all
1: very um happy yes
0: <laughs> yes very happy yeah. and yeah. If it's any consolation yeah. I'm,
1: it's not it's not an easy thing
0: mm. yeah and I always like to I always like to hear that things get better and she puts herself to bed now Vanessa so it does get better it's tough when it's not happening, but it will, it will sort itself out eventually. And our next question comes from Savina. She says, hi, Joe. I'd love some tips on helping my nine-month-old baby girl self-settle. At the moment, my husband or myself have to rock her into a fairly deep sleep before we can put her down with any confidence that she'll stay asleep. And then when she wakes in the night, she can't settle back down without more rocking. I've tried to avoid breastfeeding to sleep since she was six months old and that's when this issue with rocking to sleep has started. We've tried sitting with her for half an hour constantly patting her bum but she just keeps rolling around and grabbing at us for attention whinging to be picked up. Should we be patting her for longer? Any tips would are greatly appreciated.
1: Yeah so um, so the rocking to sleep you, is, just, is just replacing the feeding to sleep. So it's still a really strong sleep association. And so babies really need to fall asleep where they wake up. So if she's falling asleep in your arms, of course, when you're putting her down, she's rolling over at the end of her sleep cycle, opening her eyes, and she's not where she was, you know. So, you know, she cry, she wants that reestablished. And what we do is we kind of cement it by keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. So yes, you're absolutely right. You need to pat her back to sleep or off to sleep. And yes, it's going to take longer than 30 minutes. I'm sorry. It will work. You just have to do it until she goes to sleep. I can't tell you how long it's going to take, but it could take up to a couple of hours in the middle of the night. I know that sounds horrendous. But the good news is that you only really have to do that once. If you can do it and get her back to sleep, And again i promise you she will always go back to sleep and she will always go off to sleep at bedtime okay if she gets very distressed yes pick her up and give her a cuddle of course but don't let her fall asleep just let her calm down a bit and then pop her back down and keep going okay so it's really important that she falls asleep in that cot initially at bedtime and then when she wakes overnight And you will have, like I say, one long stretch of wakefulness. They've got about two hours in them. You know, some older babies can go a little bit more. But once you've got her back to sleep, once, without picking her up and rocking her, something just clicks in their little minds, in their little brains, and it goes, oh, I don't need that. I can do it this way, you know. So we've shown them a new way. And then they go, oh, and then it becomes familiar. And then the next night's not so long. And then the next night's not so bad. And then she'll just stop, stop waking because there's no need to wake there's no cuddling with mum. There's no, she stays in her bed all night. And so that passes. So yeah, just stick with it. Be strong because it is a bit tough the first night, but one hard night and then things get better. Don't leave her, stay with her the whole time, pat her, soothe her, pick her up when she's crying and distressed, but pop her back down. She needs to fall asleep in that cot.
0: Our next question comes from Rachel. She says, hi, Jo, I'm desperate for some ideas to help our baby girl enjoy tummy time. She's nine weeks old and everything's going great so far with feeding and sleeping, etc. But she absolutely detests being on her tummy, even for a few seconds. We've tried lying down with her and looking eye to eye and also tried a mirror in front of her. But she's still so little and gets so worked up, she doesn't even realise it's there. What are we doing wrong? I know tummy time is super important for her neck muscles and development, but I just can't leave her to cry. Help. (laughs) Look, to be honest, babies, all babies
1: learn how to roll and sit up and hold their necks up, okay? I know it's a super important thing to do, but I'd rather her not be distressed and, and do it when she's ready, able to cope. So I wouldn't really stress out too much about her not doing it, okay? I think there are things you can try, but if she's always distressed, I would just wait a while, you know, and do it maybe. So you can roll up, and I'm, I'm sure you've done this, roll up a towel or something and pop it under her and sort of hang her arms over it so she's kind of actually resting on the towel and she's, you know, and she can lift her head a little bit there. I mean, she's so tiny, Nine weeks is very tiny. I wouldn't get too caught up in that. Oh, my God, I'm doing something wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. If she doesn't do it, she'll be fine. The other time you can try it is after the bath on the change table, you know, flip her over and give her a little massage, you know, on her backs of her legs, her back, on her shoulders and her arms, even just for two or three minutes, you know, and then flip her back. Try not to let her get distressed in the position. Because that will just become a trigger for her to get distressed. Every time she goes there, she knows that's where I cry, so I'm going to cry, you know. So maybe just give it a break for a week or so as well and just let everything calm down and, um, and then sort of start again. But not every day. I mean, don't, you don't need to do it every day at this young age. I just, I just wouldn't stress out too much. It's, it's worse her being distressed, you being distressed, everyone being stressed. Just leave it for a little bit.
0: I hope next helps. question. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Just, just There's enough to Enjoy think it. about. There's enough to think about, right? <laughs> there is. It totally is. Uh, the next question comes from Kelly. She says, Hi, ladies, my six month old has been a wonderful sleeper her whole life. But now that she's getting more active and alert and can roll herself over. Our usually peaceful bedtime routine of feed wrap cuddle isn't working anymore. She used to self-settle to sleep from there, but now she immediately wriggles out of her wrap and begins rocking and rolling around in her cot, whinging and squirming until she gets very worked up and then the real crying begins. Then we have to pick her up to calm her back down and try again. But this wriggling, whinging, squirming happens again and again. Now putting her down for naps or bedtime can take us over an hour as we sit there trying to shush pat her into a sleepy mode. It's become totally exhausting. She's breastfed and we've just began trying solids. She's not eating much yet. She feeds once overnight and this is the only time she'll settle back to sleep peacefully afterwards. It's all the other naps and bedtime that's a problem. She has three daytime naps of about an hour each, but these are getting all out of whack as we battle to get her to sleep. What can we do?
1: Yeah, so like I mentioned earlier, when something stops working, it's a good indication that we need to change up the routine a bit and move on a little bit. So firstly, once because she's rolling, she needs to come out of that wrap. okay? So she needs to be able to have her arms out, roll around safely, push herself up if she needs to, push something off her face, push away from something, you know, so that's the first thing. But of course, this new thing is going to be a bit like, whoo, what's going on? You know, oh, I can roll, you know, and it's a bit of a new, it's like learning a new skill. They want to practice it all the time. So, yeah, you can have a few days where things are a little bit pear-shaped, but I would kind of stick to the routine. And, yeah, you might have to pat her off to sleep in the cot. Let her roll. You know, now she's rolling. She needs to find her comfy sleep position. Might be on her side, might be on her tummy, You know, this is a good, this is development. This is what happens when they grow, you know. And I know it's a bit like, oh, you know, she's going to be okay. But all babies end up rolling and most babies and young children sleep on their sides or their tummies, you know. And now she's doing that on her own accord. We know that she's able to do it and she's able to move herself and that's great. So if she wants to roll onto a side, pat her on the side, okay. If she ends up on her tummy, pat her on her tummy so that she learns to be able to go to sleep in that position. And, of course, her arms are out, so that's going to take a little bit of getting used to. But at six months, she has full control over her hands, you know, now she knows they're hers, she knows how to grab at things. So it'll just take a couple of sleeps to get that sort of sorted as well. I would start the whole process like at bedtime because you know that at 6.30 or 7pm she's ultimately going to fall asleep, you know, Then she's gonna have the night, you know, and um, with her arms out and being able to roll. But again, go to her if she wakes, leave her in the cot, pat, 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 pick her up if she's really distressed, pop back down. And, you know, just a couple of days and honestly things will be better. I mean, we know she's a great sleeper because she's been a great sleeper, you know, but developmental leaps, new skills, all these things just derail that a little but we just need to get her back on on track by showing her that, yeah, you can do it without the wrap. You can, you know, and and show you too that she's able to do all this while moving. It's okay. You know, and babies have a wind down process at bedtime, just like we do. So just try and notice what she does when she goes into the cot. Does she just whinge and roll around for about five or 10 minutes, you know, and then go to sleep? That's fine. That's her wind down. You know, that's her wind down process. So um, just start to notice that, So that you don't step in if you don't have to, you know. Um,
0: Yeah. So don't stress. It'll be okay. Our next and possibly last question is from Inda, who says, how do I know if my baby is getting enough breast milk at each feed since it's impossible to measure? My eight-week-old bub is going really well, putting on weight and starting to become more alert. It still seems to be feeding a lot. It feels like we finished one feed and she's hungry, fussy again, less than an hour later. This is both day and night. And I'm not sure if that's normal or if it's because I'm not providing enough breast meat, milk to feed her up enough.
1: Yeah, it is, it is a tricky thing to know. And it is, we're always second guessing ourselves as well, you know. So a good indication is obviously that she's gaining weight that she's wetting, she's having good, you know, six, seven wet nappies a day, that she's sleeping well. So if she's not starting to have longer stretches of sleep in the day and night, then that could mean that she's doing a bit too much snacking. And so maybe her fussing might not be about hunger. It might be about being tired or it might be about something else, being bored. You know, so sometimes it's hard. We always think, oh, they're fussed. They might be hungry. I'll put her straight back on the boob where actually we could maybe stretch her out a bit and maybe put her down for a nap because at eight weeks, she's probably not going to last more than an hour, an hour and a half a week, you know, at the most. So just maybe try in the day to stretch her out slightly. So maybe when she wakes up, do some play or activity first before you feed her, you know, maybe stretch her out for half an hour if you can, then feed her. And then she might have a nice big full feed and then she can sort of wind down and go to bed. So just sort of try to stretch her out a little at eight weeks. She should be able to last about three hours between feeds, you know, but sometimes if they're used to just snacking all day, that's what they want to do. So they use the boob, as a bit of a pacifier or a bit of a kind of comfort, even when they're feeling tired or even when they're just bored or even when they just want to be with you, you know, get on the boob because that's lovely. So just try to kind of maybe stretch her out a little bit in the daytime and see if you can just gently by increments, stretch it out, stretch it out, stretch it out. Then she might have a, big, a bigger full of feed, you know, and start to offer both sides if you feel she needs it. You know, if you're not already, and then um hopefully you know you'll notice that things start to fall a bit more into place, and she's not asking for the breast all the time.
0: brilliant well, you know, um I have run out of time because before I let you go, Joe, I just wanted to mention um, for those who ask questions about baby sleep, we do have something pretty special going on with you, Joe, so Joe has done a baby sleep program for the parent school on babyology, um, which you can download. And there's a special on at the moment. Look at me looking for my notes (laughs) where you can uh, get, if you purchase a baby bliss sleep program, you can also book an exclusive one-on-one 20-minute session with your fine self, Joe. So it kind of answers that question if you've been looking and thinking, do I get the sleep program? Do I get a consult? Which one? This kind of knocks it both both over. And I should sorry, mention that 20 minute session is, I think, $30, but super affordable and just a a really great sort of foundation with the program. And then a little session tweaking it with you, Joe, kind of sounds like the perfect combo. So I don't know how long that offers on for because I didn't write that in my notes. But if if you're just wondering, like,
1: yeah, I think it's good because a lot of people have questions, right? You start sleeping and you're like, oh my God, this happened. I'm not quite sure what should, what should I do. So this just adds that little extra bit where you can um write all your questions down and we can go through them all. And hopefully that will just help cement things for both, you know, you and your
0: baby. Yeah. Yeah, which is brilliant. I wish I had you and my baby. <laughs> Every time I read about how pay, what parents are going through, I think, oh, I remember that. And, oh, it was so hard. <laughs>
1: yeah, really hard.
0: Yeah. yeah. So thank you, everyone, for your questions. And please remember we are here every week. If you'd like to write in, you can send us a question to helpline at theparentbrand.com.au don't forget the parent school so apart from that program we just mentioned you can also book a one-on-one session with joe for longer than 20 minutes um, and have a, a chat with her or any other of, of our experts including those who know all about um, toilet training and different aspects of raising children so uh, we will sign off now thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week bye joe